Welcome to The Receptive Life. We're learning how to fight against the unholy trinity, to defend ourselves with the promises that come from the person and the work of Jesus, but also learning how to receive all of the gifts that can only come from the hands of the triune God. So we're in the weekly practice, Station 8 on Tuesday. We're focusing on the creed, all of the gifts that can only come from the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, the daily and weekly practice, we could think of it this way, that they're idle. Uh, we're, we're on the hunt for idols, right? Looking for the idols, uh, identifying what it is that we believe in, trust, fear, hope in, and then finding those false idols, exposing their lies, being disenchanted with them, and then turning our attention to the revelation that comes in the scriptures about who the true God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then uh, receiving his gifts. Uh, so the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the creed uh, reveals that the God uh, that we trust in, believe in, wants to give us entirely, completely, all of his good gifts. The Father gives all of creation. The Son gives all of his work, his redemptive work to us. And the Holy Spirit gives to us all of his gifts. So the creed, the credo, right, the Latin word, uh, is simply I believe. And we speak I believe into the corrupt world against the devil. And we remind our sinful flesh that it's not about me, myself, and I. We, are, we don't rely on self, uh, but rather our hope, our trust is always in triune God. Again, what is it that the triune God gives? Well, the Father, first article, gives to us all of his, his creation. So you could say provision and protection and, and providence. The Son gives to us all of his redemptive work. So we are reconciled by the work of another, not, not reconciled or made right by our own works, but rather by the works of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit gives to us all of his gifts. So in this second article of the Creed, we're on the hunt for idols. What could some of those be? Well, uh, this article deals with reconciliation, being made right with God and with one another. So uh, here's a couple. This idea of rational lies. So when we do something uh, that others accuse us of being wrong or in quotes, sinful, we rationalize it, don't we? That's the temptation. We tell ourselves rational lies. Uh, well, there's no fault that I've done. Uh, there's no need for any type of reconciliation. Uh, so that's one way of dealing with, uh, uh, with something that we have been accused uh, of. Uh, well, it's not really wrong. Uh, I, I don't need any forgiveness. I've done nothing, nothing wrong. So we tell ourselves lies. We rationalize our actions or behaviors. Uh, another one might be the redemption of our own choosing or our own event invention, not the revelation of Christ and his work, but rather uh, something that we uh, have um, come to a conclusion is the way to ease conscience, ease the terror of, of conscience that uh, is, uh, is upon us. Another way would be, well, trusting in works, our own works, our own, the Bible speaks of it, our own righteousness, and not trusting in the works of another, the works of, of Jesus, uh, the one who became flesh, the God 
who took on human flesh, dwelt among us, lived a perfect life among us, um, took upon our sin, uh, went to the cross, died for us, rose again. So not trusting in the works of another, the works of Jesus, but rather our own works. We've often referred to this as ladders, right? So a ladder of performance. What must I do to make my way up towards God, to reconcile myself to God? And uh, it's usually associated with works. If I can do these things or stop doing things, then I will be righteous in God's sight. Now, Romans chapter 3 always back to this revelation of the scripture. I mean, we can't uh, come up with, by our own reason or strength, alternatives to what God himself has has said. It is, uh, it is the word of God, as we often refer to as the clear revelation or the source of understanding about who we are, our need, and who God is, and how he meets that need in Jesus. So Romans 3, Paul writes, he says, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious, conscious of, our, of our sin. And so the doing of works never makes us right with God. In fact, the law was given to expose our need that we have not done the good works. We have failed to do the good works that God uh, demands of us. We have not loved God with our whole heart, have not loved the neighbor as uh, ourself. Now, verse 21, good news, it says, But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify, and this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. And so uh, the righteousness is not our own doing. It comes from another. It's outside of us. It is the good works of another, the good works of Jesus, which are then uh, given to us, placed upon us. And through faith, then, that's what we that's what we trust in. Paul writes later, Galatians chapter 2, he says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And that life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, gave himself up for me. And then he says, I don't reject the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, then Christ died for nothing. So if we have this sense that it is Jesus plus something, in other words, the work of Jesus plus my works, Paul says, well, then Christ died for nothing. No, it's it's Christ only, the work of Jesus only, his death and his resurrection only. That we, uh, that we trust in. So the latter then is about uh, God himself descending, Jesus descending. Uh, and so it's about not about performance, not our doing, but what, what Jesus Christ has, has done. And so we often refer to that then as receiving the works of another, the, the works of Jesus. Ephesians 2, Paul says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, that no one would boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared before that we would walk in them. So uh, it's a gift, as it says here, not of works, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, and uh, we receive that uh, through, uh, through the gift of faith.
So the meaning to the second article is from the small catechism. Luther writes these clear words, and uh, it really destroys all of the idols of self-righteousness or uh, rationalizing our life and saying, well, we don't have any need for a Savior or a, or a Lord. Or the sense of, you know, it's about my works. So here's what Luther says, second article of the Apostles' Creed. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. He has redeemed me, a lost, condemned creature, purchased and won, delivered me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil. How? Not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, with his innocent suffering and death, in order that I may be wholly his own and live under him in his kingdom, serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, even as he has risen from the dead, lives, reigns to all eternity. And then we say at the end, this is most certainly true. Now, a way to acknowledge that, all three articles of the Apostles' Creed, who God is, um, and to um, cast aside, to be disenchanted with, um, to renounce all of the other idols or false gods, is to sing a doxology. And this doxology by Thomas Ken from 1674 is a wonderful gift to us. So it goes like this. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost.